Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome to Sunday's action. A little bit of Sunday in action. Ah, Somebody just wanted a late call and a cup of tea early this morning. No, I'm uh, only joking of course. The safety concerns uh, of uh, restricted visibility has meant that we are now well behind time today. But I bring you better news from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. On this Mortal Corsa de Monterey, powered by Hyundai Weekend. At five minutes to the morning warm-up. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. There's a few cars that have gone behind the wall, Shay. Uh, and uh, what can you tell us about what could be happening in five... It is a projected start time in five minutes' time. Uh, and what will that do... Oh, I hear engines running. I'm, I'm encouraged. Um, what will that do to the potential <laughs> schedule here? Well, the funny thing is, John, that all these cars went through and had their warm-up sequences done so that they could run in warm-up. But that was an hour and a half ago, so they've all cooled off significantly. You're listening to the sound of a mighty Lexus engine, this belonging to the number 12 of Aaron Tielitz and Frankie Montecalvo, once again firing up, and it is running very smoothly. So that's the good news the Vassar Sullivan crew. But yeah, it looks as though we're going to have a 10-minute warm-up for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship runners and riders. Potentially get out there, do a couple of laps, come back in, and put your car away safely for the race, which is set to take place at noon today. Well, 12.10 for the green flag time. We do have the Mazda Safety car the mx5 out on the track at a good pace now fastest thing i've seen on track all day actually so that's encouraging but the fog continues to increase at turn 11 i was able to see billboards on the outside of turn 11 not even 60 seconds ago now those are gone and i can barely see the exit of the apex curbs at turn 11 once again the fog just coming in droves but we do still have false grid open for the MX-5 Cup, so hopefully the Itamitsu Mazda race will be able to take place after this brief 10-minute warm-up. But it looks more encouraging right now. I can't say anything for sure, though, John, because I now can't see the exit curbs at all. The, the, the nightmare for everybody here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca is the fact that, I mean, literally, as we were ready to come live for this update and stay for the 10-minute WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, warm-up session, I could see the whole pit lane from the fixed camera just on the start-finish line that's looking back down the front straight. Now, I can't see turn, the apex of turn 11 and the... One, two, three, four, five, six or seven uh, pits uh, to the far end of the pits are just beginning to gently fade out as if someone has got a pencil eraser and is is just rubbing out <laughs> a, a really lovely drawing. 
That is exactly what it's like. It's as if uh, uh, Neil Gardner has done one of his beautiful drawings in pencil and someone's decided they don't quite like all the features on it and they slowly <laughs> disappear. Uh, safety Cayennes are now being stationed around the track. One of them just peeled off and disappeared into the whiteness at the exit of 11. We've got one going up the start-finish straight now as well as a Chevy Silverado pickup truck going into the station. So that's encouraging that our AMR safety officials are being uh, repositioned from their paddock perch to uh, a more useful spot. We've got Philippe Albuquerque behind the wheel of the number 10, Connick Minolta Acura. Now, it was Ricky Taylor who sat in there for the longest time, waiting as ever the optimist he is for the opportunity to go out on the track. But now he's warmed the seat and handed it over to Philippe. I love the teammate camaraderie between those two. And uh, the number three Corvette is in the next box back. That is still Antonio Garcia as Jordan Taylor is up on the box. He was a little bit chilly earlier. And, John, we were talking about the potential of some of the support races being moved to other weekends. Jordan was absolutely crestfallen at the thought of not being able to watch the Mazda's race today. It was the cutest thing. He loves that championship, and so does everyone else. So I think that uh, more people than not want that race to get going. But first, we have to get through what will be a very brief 10-minute warm-up. And I say get through because what is the uh, old adage that we go by? Uh, nothing good ever happens in warm-up. Uh, that has been yes. said on more than one occasion. Shea, thank you. Keep us updated down there. And if there's uh, someone that uh, we can usefully uh, talk to. Oh, we've got a green flag. We have got a no. green flag. No, uh, no, we don't. No. Now, yeah, now we, we do. do. That's yeah, all right. strange. There, yeah. there was not a green flag being waved on the starter stand, and the pit closed lights were solidly off. So I was very confused as to why we were so many cars rolling down the pit lane, wow. leaving their boxes early. When Tani was not waving the green flag, I obey her. Yeah. Green lights now on at the end of the pit lane. We'll get back to you in a moment, Shea. We'll take anything that uh, you can rustle up there at ground level from the cars. Actually, the uh, visibility a little better than anything that is uh, off the ground because it's effectively looking down through the low cloud and the fog. Jeremy Shaw, uh, as we all have, has been waiting patiently here in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. Uh, just 10 minutes, Jeremy, but uh, IMSA uh, and uh, IMSA Race Control wanting to preserve some running for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship teams this morning. Yeah, bizarre, to be honest. Uh, can't really see uh, the point. Um, I mean, conditions are so different now to what they're going to be this afternoon, assuming this fog That's does so, yes. burn off, which is almost certain to do. Uh, and it, it's really sketchy out there at the moment. I, I think this is a really odd decision. Now, I'm just wondering why they wouldn't allow maybe an extra couple of minutes for the reconnaissance laps. Um, I mean, I would have thought that would have been a, an option they could do. I mean, let's say the teams are going to learn nothing now. I wouldn't have thought. And Quite it, a lot it, of them has gone out, though, Jeremy, interestingly. Yeah, most of them have gone out. It's, yeah. it's curious. Um, but anyhow, uh, that, that's a decision. Yep. Um, and if we're going to try and get the races in before the main race, then they're going to have to be shortened um, because we're running out of time quite quickly. So, uh, yeah, just really unfortunate. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what happens here. Um, well, not, not just this time of year, any time of the year, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Mm. Uh, we're prone to fog here at this racetrack. Uh, the projected times for MX-5 will be 10 minutes before the next hour for the uh, green flag. And as yet, we've not heard that they 
are going to be shortened. I realise that's not this uh, session. Uh, and then uh, it will be uh, the Lamborghinis uh, at uh, a little bit beyond that. The Lamborghinis uh, at 35 minutes past the following hour. I think I saw that. Um, this could just be as much about the race control wanting to learn from the experienced, most experienced drivers on the grid, I suppose. The problem is it's patchy fog. Uh, and I would like to say thank you to Eddie Kavanagh, who is out in Newmarket uh, in the UK. And about 26 minutes ago, um, as it's beautiful in the central UK and eastern UK at the moment, he, uh, he sent some of the weather to IMSA in an email. And obviously that clearly worked because the... Uh, there is uh, a definite improvement. The problem being, as I say, it is patchy fog. There's parts of the circuit where it's almost clear. Miguel Grenier is heading down the hill at the moment to turn number 10. And as he exits turn 10, you can barely see the pit lane entrance, never mind turn 11. Comes through turn 11, the left-hander at the end of the lap. And onto the pit straight. Can't see the bridge, can't see the bridge. There's the bridge, and then we're under the bridge. It, and that's going to be the problem. Now, just remember that these times count for nothing. The grids are already set. They, of course, we they're set as far as times are concerned, so nothing uh, that the times do now... Uh, they could change after warm-up if there's a change of driver or tyres, of course. Brian Till, who's waiting patiently to come into the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. Um, some of the teams, and we heard this earlier from Andy Lally, say they made changes overnight and they wanted a few laps. Uh, Brian, the uh, driver expert, of course, he's got a few laps under his belt. They would want some at-speed laps to verify what's happened with the changes and also that there's been no finger trouble in tightening bits and pieces up. That's the only thing they're going to learn, uh, nothing else. Thank you, Brian. So we're already halfway through this session. For the sake of uh, probity, Bill Oberland is fastest in turn of motorsport. I think he could probably drive around here, Jeremy, with his eyes closed, couldn't he? doesn't actually need to see anything out of the windscreen. Oberland's been here that many times. Probably the same yeah, for Andy Lally, actually. Magnus Racing in second. Fair point. Those two have got a lot of laps around here under their belts in, uh, in good visibility. So it's a fair point. Uh, well made there. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, certainly lap times are not relevant at all right now. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it just seems kind of weird to me to, to be doing this and, and putting the cars at risk. But, um, hey, what do I know? I don't run multi-million dollar racing wow. cars. <laughs> yeah, there's Whoops. a big lot up by, I think, one of the BMWs um, down really? in the turn one. Yeah, it was... Well big, spotted. Uh, I couldn't see it that. It was the 25 BMW uh, RLL uh, and a big lot up on the tyres. Now, the tyres they're on at the moment for GTP uh, are not uh, race allocation tyres. They have three sets for qualifying and the race, three sets in total from the six that they were allocated this week, Ed, that they can use in the race, in the qualifying and the race. This session, 
he's not part of that three allocation. So that you're going back to some of the tyres that you had in free practices earlier on in the week for GTP. Uh, Alexander Sims out in the 31 wheel and engineering car as well. Let's see who it was in that uh, 25 BMW. Actually, it's kind of the Felipe uh, who has gone to, who did go to the top of the times for a moment or two. The 128, that's been usurped now. Philippe Albuquerque in the Conic and Minolta Acura, 124.9. Very much cooler than we had when we were qualifying and even when we were practising yesterday, Jeremy, where the track temperature was in triple digits uh, and in, uh, up to 115 Fahrenheit, 46 Celsius. Now 18 Celsius or 64. So we pr we've halved, pretty much halved the track temperature this morning here. Yeah, right. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's always a problem getting heat into the tyres on the GTP cars, and particularly now uh, in these conditions, as you say, massively cooler than it was yesterday, massively cooler than it will be for the race. We hope this afternoon, but um, you know, clearly there's this. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the GTP teams can learn something from the for their systems uh, that will help them in the future, perhaps. But. Um, how good are you spotting light signatures on cars, Jeremy? Because that might be the only thing that we can... Uh, the Cadillacs are pretty, uh, are pretty distinctive. The 31 car out on track uh, at the moment as Philippe Albuquerque goes through on a 121.313. So running behind time at the moment due to weather conditions. It was all about lack of visibility this morning, not necessarily just for the drivers, but also for the corner workers. It is a safety situation. They must be able to see post to post in either direction. That wasn't the case this morning. And that's taken about 90 minutes out of our morning so far. We're coming to the end of what was uh, what has been a 10-minute WeatherTech Sports Car Championship warm-up. Uh, we'll have a five-minute turnaround to Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 Race 2 and then Lamborghinis still to come uh, later on this morning. Uh, and with a bit of luck and a fair wind, and if nothing changes, uh, we should be on time for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship uh, later on this afternoon. That was uh, or at noon, should I say, with uh, the cars rolling at high noon for a 12.10 green flag for the Motul Corsa de Monterey, powered by Hyundai N for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Two and 40 minutes, of course, the first two hour and 40 minute race of the season 55 seconds left and the GTPs five of them at least Jeremy have cycled to the top no sign of the two Porsche Penske Motorsports car they ruled out of pit lane quite a while ago and haven't come back Sebastian Bourdais and the 0-1 Cadillac they didn't come back to the pit lane well they've had enough bad luck this weekend and last race anyway haven't they for Cadillac racing that 0-1 but five of the cars have gone out and Tom Blomqvist goes to the top in the number 60 yeah, six of them about. Actually, uh, Nick Yellowleaf's done three or four laps also oh, yes. in number 25. Yes. Or Condi Filippi it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and Nick's just got in the car as well. Uh, but he hasn't turned a representative lap. But uh, that's, So we've got six of the nine cars on road track. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm astonished, actually. There's as many as that. Um, but, uh, but let's say, you know, there's so much that is new about these cars, and they're going to learn something that they can apply down the road uh, here in terms of the development of those cars and what they need in these sort of 
very cool conditions. So um, I, I get that point, certainly. Uh, of the uh, GTD Pro cars, I think we've seen two of them out there uh, only. The, the Corvette, which has had some problems this weekend, and the uh, Vassar Sullivan Lexus car number uh, 40, which is one of the first cars now to t take the check and flag, just goes fastest of those uh, few cars in that class during this warm-up. It's Jeremy Short. Adam has been down in the pit lane for us. Checkered flag is out, and the vagaries of weather at this time of day in this part of the world is that parts of the track that weren't very good earlier on look much better now, um, but exactly the opposite is also true. And uh, race I would think race control are the people who are going to have the biggest problems. At ground level, as I said before, the drivers actually sitting so low to the ground... There's a lot of places where they'll have the best view of the track, but anywhere where the vision is coming from cameras and you're 10, 15 feet above the ground, then you're looking down through more of that low cloud and fog, and that is going to be uh, an issue. Now, all these cars do have headlights, of course, but uh, that's not the point. We're talking about what can be seen to make safety division decisions. I think Yellowleaf's taking the chequered flag. He's the sixth best GTP. Uh, fifth for his teammate Augusto Farfus in the 24. Then Philippe Albuquerque in the Conning Minolta Acura number 10. Alexander Sims for Wheel and Engineering Cadillac. The only one of the Cadillacs that went out. That's the 31 red and white car. Uh, Mike Rockefeller for JDC Miller Motorsports. Well, John Church was uh, brave. Right, get out there, lads. I want you to get a few laps in, Rocky. Yeah, all right, boss. I'll go and do half a dozen laps. 117.993 for that car. Just a half a second or so away from the time. The best time of GTP cars this morning uh, in this shortened session for warm-up. That was the number yeah. 60 Acura. Yeah, John, and that, that time by Rocky, it's only a second slower than uh, the car went in qualifying. That's extraordinary. That, that is the pace of learning of these teams, though, aren't there? Isn't it, Jer Jeremy? The, the, the data, they are so good, these teams. Uh, we saw it with uh, Hertz Team Jota at Spa. We're seeing it now from JDC. They've had no time with the car before this weekend, and yet here they are already turning up the wick uh, at their first race meeting, which is effectively a competitive test session, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, good point. That's exactly right. Yes, it is. Uh, it's just uh, an opportunity to learn as much as possible. And uh, so for them in particular, they, they, they'll be particularly pleased that that uh, warm-up right. took place. Uh, that's about it then from that shortened warm-up. Jeremy Shaw will be back uh, for the Lamborghinis with Brian Till. That's off at 10.40. Before we've that, we've got Mazda, which comes next here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega in a mid-two Mazda MX-5 Challenge live and it's on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV next. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.